Welcome back to a new episode in God's Revelation show. We talked last time about chapter 6, and today with us, His Grace Bishop Yusuf. Welcome, Sayyidna. Welcome. Uh, he will talk with us about, uh, reflect also about uh, chapter 7. And chapter 7, it has two revelations. Let us see what does it mean, the first uh, revelation and the second also. Sayyidna, can you summarize for us or tell us, uh, reflect on the first one? After he spoke about the first six seals, now we are coming to the time of the end of the world and the great tribulation. So this chapter, it was placed here to tell us how God preparing us for the great tribulation. And as your reverence mentioned, there are two visions or revelations in this chapter. One about the church on earth and how God actually is preparing this church for the time of the great tribulation. And then the second is the church in heaven, which is very, very comforting because if we know that yes, we are going through difficult time and the time of the great tribulation will be very, very difficult, but all this glory is waiting for us in heaven. So this actually will be uh, like a motivational vision to motivate us and to encourage us and to support us during the time of the great tribulation. So the first uh, vision from verse 1 to verse 8 is about the church on earth and how God actually is preparing the church for the great tribulation. We can see here four angels standing at the four corners and uh, they are holding the winds of the earth. Winds of the earth means the tribulations, the attacks, the wind that will attack all the people on the earth during the time of the Great Tribulation. Which means everything, God is the controller of all, Pantocrator. So uh, everything is done by his permission. Uh, even after Satan will be released from his bondage, but everything, again, God is, is in control. And these are holding now the winds that they should not blow on earth, on sea, or any tree. Earth represents human being in general. In the parable of the sower, God uh, likened us with four types of uh, ground. Uh, sea is the world that full of waves, ups and down. Uh, mm -hmm. So the yes, usually represent the the world, and the tree represents the believers who are fruitful, and they are planted on the rivers, and they carry uh, fruit all the time. So here they are holding the 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 wind from attacking the people, or the believers, or uh, the whole world, the kingdom of the world. Uh, and the nations of the world. Why they are holding it now? Because God wants actually to seal his children in their forehead. The seal means when I have a book and put my seal on it, I say this book is mine. 
yeah. belongs to me. So the seal actually represent we belong to God. So all these attacks, yeah, we will be exposed to these attacks, but it will not hurt us because we are sealed. And Do you think, uh, Sidna, here there is a difference between seal, God's seal for his uh, people and uh, in uh, chapter 13, the mark of the beast. So a big difference between them. Absolutely. Satan is trying to mimic God in everything. So God is Trinity. So Satan will try to make a Trinity. So the beast, the false prophet, and the Antichrist. So he's trying to mimic God. God is sealing his people. He will seal his people in everything. Uh, actually, when we study you know, the kingdom of darkness, we'll see how Satan is trying to be similar to God in everything. That's why Archangel Michael, when he appeared to Satan and fought Satan, he told him, who is like God? And this is Mikael, Mikael, who like God? So he's telling him, you cannot be God, you cannot be like God. But his desire is to be like God. So as your reference mentioned, as God is sealing his people, he wants to seal also his people with the mark of the beast. It's the same idea. The seal here is the seal of the Holy Spirit that we received when we were baptized and chrismated uh, by the Holy Almayrun and we received the Holy Spirit. So each believer who is baptized and chrismated has this seal on his uh, forehead, the, uh, on, on his life. But why he said uh, just only 144? Yeah, this is a symbolic number. The number of the sealed, 144,000. We know that 12 symbolizes people who believed in the Holy Trinity in the four corners of earth. So Holy Trinity is three, four corners of the earth are four, three by four is 12. So 12 means people who believed in the Holy Trinity everywhere. Hmm. And these people, some of them were before Christ, the old covenant, and some of them after Christ. So we can say the believers are 12 before Christ and 12 after Christ. So 12 by 12 is 144. And number 11 symbolizes heavenly nature. So people actually who living a heavenly life on earth. And St. Paul mentioned in his letter to the Philippians, our citizenship is in heaven. Mm. So yes, we are living here on earth, but we have the heavenly citizenship. That's number 1,000. So, 144,000 symbolizes people from the Old Testament, people from the New Testament who believed in the Holy Trinity and living as ambassadors on earth because they are having the heavenly citizenship. But he mentioned here the, the tribes of, of Israel and some people will say, did he mean 
that only Israel is a chosen nation. But if we look carefully, he did not, for example, mention the tribes of Israel in certain order, uh, in the order because Raubin is the firstborn, but he mentioned here Judah as the first one. Mm. And then some tribes, you know, we cannot find them here, like the tribe of Ephraim or the tribe of, of Dan. Yeah. So again, when he mentioned these names of the tribe, he mentioned them in a symbolic way, not in a literal way. So these 12 tribes that mentioned here represent all the believers. For example, he started by Judah because Jesus came from the tribe of Judah. So Jesus became our firstborn. And we are also, as St. Paul said in the letter to Hebrews, the church of the firstborns. Yeah. You know, that's why he started with uh, Judah. Then this appeared. Then means God judged his people. But now it's not the time of judgment. Now it is a time of uh, compassion and mercy. That's why Dan was not mentioned. Also some church father said the Antichrist will come from the tribe of Dan. Uh, because uh, Jacob said about Dan, he's a serpent on the road. Yeah. So that's why Dan disappeared here. Ephraim, for example, disappeared because Ephraim rebelled against the kingdom of Judah. Rebelling against the kingdom of Judah as if rebelling against Christ. That's why Ephraim was not mentioned here. So what I'm trying to say, uh, these names uh, symbolizes people from the Old Covenant and the New Covenant, not only the uh, people of Israel. Yeah, but and this actually concludes the first vision about the church here on earth. Then we come to the second vision, which it is in heaven in heaven right now uh, again the spirit took John to see the people who endured the great tribulation how they would be in heaven mm. that's why we read in verse 14 one of the 24 priests said to John these are the ones who came out of the great tribulation yeah. and washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. So people who survived the great tribulation by their faith in Christ, and they wash their robes through repentance in the blood of the Lamb, then they will be big celebration in heaven. Celebration, the victory of God. This scene uh, brings to our mind uh, Hosanna Sunday, yeah. Palm Sunday. First uh, observation, these people of all nations, tribes, people, tongues, not from one nation, not from one country, from every tongues, from every tribe. And uh, in white robes, it symbolizes the purity. Uh, palm branches, it's a celebration, peace celebration. Uh, and the shouting, saying, Salvation belongs to our God who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. 
in spite of the great tribulation, in spite of the heavy wind, uh, great persecution against the church, but at the end, salvation belongs to our God who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. And everyone, even the heavenly ranks, celebrated with the saints who survived the great tribulation. We can see in verse 11, all the angels, the four incorporeal creatures, the 24 uh, presbyters, all of them worshipped God and said, Amen, blessing and glory and wisdom, thanksgiving and honor and power and might be to our God forever and ever. Amen. Then the description about the people who came from the great tribulation, it's beautiful description. It says they are before the throne of God, serve him day and night, in his temple, and he sits on the throne will dwell among them. They shall neither hunger anymore, nor thirst anymore. The sun shall not strike them, nor any heat. For the Lamb who is in the midst of the throne will shepherd them and lead them to living fountains of waters, and God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. So all the suffering they endured here, all the tribulation they endured here patiently and uh, faithfully, God actually will reward uh, them and will give them comfort, give them uh, consolation that surpasses all understanding. There will be no tears, no hunger, no thirst, uh, no suffering. And the word God will wipe away every tear, every single tear. So God actually will compensate them for every single hardship they endured for his name here on earth. So God uh, showing us how we'll be in heaven. Yes. To, to encourage us to go through the great tribulation. Exactly. As a human uh, race. Yeah. yeah, thank you, Sayyidina. That was uh, really good to understand this uh, chapter. And uh, we'll uh, meet with your grace soon with a new uh, episode of uh, uh, God's uh, revelation. Uh, just tune in. Wait for us. Next episode. <laughs>